Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a little bit of somber news that I'm not actually going to touch on, although I might do a separate episode for that. This is more so about the arguments that this news has spawned, and they're really, really not good. But basically, the gist of it is this. Ghost Games, who made Need for Speeds from sort of rivals, even though that that was like really half Ghost, half Criterion, and in 2015, which was Ghost pretty much entirely, Payback, which was Ghost, and then Heat, which was also Ghost. Well, Ghost is now basically becoming a tiny studio again, and most, well, and a good handful of the people who are at Ghost are going back to Criterion Games, the people who made Need for Speeds from, from Hot Pursuit, I think there's a few other ones before that, but basically from Hot Pursuit to Half Rivals. And this spawned a lot of, a lot of discussion, okay, which was, isn't a bad thing. It did spawn, however, a lot of arguments, which is not normally a terrible thing, except it brought out the blind loyalists on both sides, the ghost blind loyalists and the criterion blind loyalists in droves. And what I'm going to do here today is basically break down both of their arguments and then tell you why both of them are are just ridiculous. They're moronic. So let's start with let's start with the Criterion side because that's probably the le the less popular camp of the two. The people who are defending Criterion because the person who sort of broke this news, I think, well, not really initially, but joined in on the discussion, was a popular YouTuber and especially popular Need for Speed YouTuber called Black Panther. And yes, two A's, no R at the end of Panther. So, Panther. So, to set things up, they did not like Criterion. As far as I know, they don't really like Criterion, and they really dislike Criterion-made Need for Speed games. So, obviously, when the news came out that Criterion was going to be in charge of the Need for Speed titles again, they were very quick and very vocal about their displeasure of this event. However, there were quite a few people in the I Like Criterion camp that were like, Bruh! Bruh! What are you doing? This is fine. This is good. Better, you know... Criterion made better games than Ghost. Ghost is a crummy studio and things of that nature. And the basis of their arguments why the Criterion made NFS games were better than the Ghost game, the Ghost NFS titles, boiled down to, at the very least, the Criterion titles were, were polished, finished games that were not buggy, laggy, trash heaps. Okay, and some people went so far as to say they had better better handling physics, and that, that that was kind of the end of it. So not much, but important when we're talking about Need for Speed games. Another thing that they talk about is 2015 didn't have PvP, and it was some online-only thing, and then Payback didn't have online free roam. Apparently Heat doesn't have PvP. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that the Criterion camp can use to their advantage to say, Ghost is not as good as you thought they were. And then obviously with 2015 being horribly horribly buggy kind of laggy unoptimized i think for pc there was a lot of unrefined unrefinement talk in regards to 2015 payback i guess was kind of forgettable no online free roam and cops and that sort of thing and then if we move over to the ghost camp they have now what goes the ghost fans have been saying is sort of what i've been hearing for a long time for the past few years is that the criterion games were not really need for speed they were burnout ripoffs and then as far as rivals goes it was laggy well, not laggy but really really buggy especially on the playstation 4 not very fun burnout ripoffs that sort of thing no customization and if you're if you're listening you might hear that the one common thread is that both of the games 
from or both sets of games from both developers were buggy. Now, I don't know about 2015. No one's really mentioned... Sorry, not 2015. I meant Hot Pursuit. No one's really mentioned the 2010 Hot Pursuit remake about that being buggy or laggy or anything like that. Most Wanted... It, I played it, and it kind of was in a few instances, but overall, it was pretty okay. Pretty good, if, if you ask me. I have that game, actually. And I did play Rivals. That game was... That game was kind of buggy, actually, even on my... 360. But getting getting back to the point, the common thread here is that both sets of games from the from the developers were not perfect. Now, I think it's I think there's a strong argument to be made that the Criterion titles were more polished than the Ghost titles, especially when Ghost released 2015. However, Rivals was not perfect, not by a long shot. Most Wanted 2012 I think was better, but still not perfect. But the thing is, you have everyone in these comment sections trying to point out which studio is worse. Again, the Criterion people saying, well, at least at, at least Criterion made polished, finished games that were actually fun to play. Ghost had, you know, like four-ish games to get Need for Speed right, and they're all buggy, laggy, glitchy messes, especially 2015, and even Payback. Heat, some of them admitted it was better, but it took them too long to get it right. With them also saying, well, that, you know, most of the Criterion Need for Speeds were formulaic because they were on a one-year development cycle. What, you know, what were you expecting? And then you have the Ghost people saying, yes, but Need for Speed was not... And this isn't strictly true, but they were saying Need for Speed, you know, was built on the fact of, of having huge customization, you know, huge customization, and Ghost brought Need for Speed back to its roots. It wasn't a burnout ripoff and things of that nature. And so I'm going to, right now, I'm going to tear down why both arguments are incredibly flawed and, and to me when i was reading through a lot of those tweets i was really getting the impression that both both sets of people the ghost fans and the criterion fans were willfully ignoring or sorry not willfully willfully ignoring um i was getting the impression from them that i was getting the impression that both sides were willfully ignoring the missteps from both developers so let's start with the criterion let's let's start with criticizing the criterion Let's call it a viewpoint. So, Criterion, except for Rivals, although that was kind of a half-Ghost, half-Criterion effort, arguably did make more polished, less glitchy games than Ghost did. That's true. However, there is no denying that they also... I mean, to be fair, they did have a one-year development cycle, but they did make fairly formulaic games. It was more or less the same thing over and over and over again. Not only that, they got rid of the customization. The thing Need for Speed became, in the modern era, popular for. And even if Criterion did make less glitchy games, more polished games than Ghost did, they were not perfect. They Rivals had its fair share of glitches. Most Wanted, I don't, I don't think it had too many, but considering the, the way that physics hand, uh, that physics, physics model works, I can't imagine it'd be all that hard to make the game spaz out one way or another. Now, Hot Pursuit, that was really good. That was a really... I think that was pretty well done. Now, obviously, as you noticed, you can't really talk about Need for Speed without talking about its identity. And one person in the various comments of Black Panther's Twitter, Twitter said they made the argument that, and I won't name them, but they made the argument that, well, Need for Speed doesn't really have an identity because it's worn so many hats over the years. You know, the original Hot Pursuit games, Porsche Unleashed, well, then you had the Underground series, well, then you had Need for Speed Shift Unleashed, and then Shift, what was it? Sh uh, oh, wait, it was Need for Speed's Shift, and then it was Shift Unleashed. Then you had things like The Run, Hot Pursuit, 
most wanted games well most wanted you know your black box games later even pro street need for speed undercover and so on and so forth and they brought all that up to say well you can't you can't say that need for speed you know they brought need for speed back to its roots because well which roots are you talking about need for speed has worn many hats over like the last decade and five years or at the very least nearly two decades now and they're not wrong need for speed has worn a lot of hats over the last decade and a bit however what is the decade that everyone's nostalgic over what is the decade of games or sorry what is the era of games that everyone is nostalgic over what is the era of games that people remember most fondly the underground titles the underground most wanted carbon all of your early black block black box need for speeds are the ones people are the most nostalgic for are the ones that people yearn for the most and really yearn for the series to return to the most so even though it is true need for speed has worn many different hats over the years the one that really matters is their most popular era the black box titles now with that being said they weren't need for speed was also really popular before before the the underground era you know between underground one and carbon and maybe pro street need for speed was popular before that, but for a very different reason. Need for Speed Porsche Unleashed, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and whatever that, whatever the one that came after Hot, and Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit 2, and then there's one other that I'm forgetting. Need for Speed was also really popular as a, not big on customization, but big on arcade racing versus cops sort of game. Need for Speed was wildly popular back then, despite not being, despite not being what we came to love in the Underground series. So, once again, that person on Twitter is absolutely right. Need for Speed has worn many hats, but the two, the two that matter, the two that really made the series what it is, that made us love what Need for Speed was, were the early, the really early 90s Need for Speed games in Por Porsche Unleashed. I, I, I keep wanting to say Hot Take, but it's not that. Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit 2, Porsche Unleashed, so on and so forth. And then the underground title, or the underground slash customization era of games. So it is true, Need for Speed, Need for Speed saying, oh, well, we wanted to go back to its roots. Well, which roots? The Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit 2 roots, or the underground roots? Now, as far as I understand it, most people want Need for Speed to go back to the underground roots. And to, to sort of debunk, like I said, that argument of hats, if you look at the most popular Need for Speed games from a certain era, developer, what have you, those two stand out. So for as much as they're right about Need for Speed has worn many hats, and it's kind of it's kind of disingenuous to say return to its roots because really only it, it ha it's worn so many hats that that could mean anything. Need for Speed, what what resonates with people when you say Need for Speed is basically two things: the high customization era of games, or the you know sort of the revitalization, uh, the rejuvenation of the old '90s games, i.e. Hot Pursuit One, the the 2010 game. Those are the only two that matter. So it's not, so I don't, it's a, it's a good fact. I just don't really think it's a counterpoint though, because even though we had The Run, Undercover, I think we had Undercover 2, maybe not, Pro Street, both of the Shift games, all of that, no one really cared about, no one really talks about those Need for Speed games, like, oh, we got to go back to those games. No. They say, oh, we got to go back to the Black Box titles, primarily. With that said though, another prominent sort of like timeline to that they could explore is the Hot Pursuit 1, Hot Pursuit 2, Hot Pursuit 2010, and so on style of games. And I suppose the last thing I want to touch on as far as the Criterion titles go is probably one of their one of their biggest downfalls of all the titles was their lack of customization. 
Their physics, that's one thing, okay? The burnout style physics, they worked. I didn't like drifting in Rivals. I didn't like drifting in Most Wanted. But drifting in Hot Pursuit was okay. And I've replayed Most Wanted now, and I'm sort of used to it. The physics still feel kind of wobbly to me. So they're not perfect. I'm, I, For the gripes that I do have with Heat, I do prefer its handling system. But that's really not its biggest downfall. Its biggest downfall was the lack of customization. Even in Rivals, it was just a few paint schemes. There weren't... There weren't rims, body kits, nothing. Nothing outside of Forza-style paint jobs. And even Forza has a little bit more customization than that. That was their biggest downfall. And that is a pretty big deal as far as Need for Speeds go. Again, not all Need for Speeds had customization. But the ones that most people love, the ones that really made an impact, that sold the best, were the ones that had a great deal of customization. I.e., the black box titles, Underground, Underground 2, Most Wanted, Carbon, Pro Street, and so on and so forth. Criterion does not deserve the hate that it gets, especially not from Black Panther. They only had one-year development cycles. What were you going to do with that? What were you going to do in that time? You weren't going to make an all-new game completely from scratch with a development cycle like that. Even Forza is not that bad because they alternate between the Horizon titles, which basically means to a two, well... A two-ish year, probably like a year and a half development cycle, which isn't so bad. However, I do not believe that Criterion made better games than Ghost. They were certainly more polished, but I tend to agree with what Black Panther said when he replied to someone that I'd rather have a glitchy but fun game than a polished but boring game. And this is not coming from a Ghost fanboy. I didn't play the Underground games, although I sort of played a Windows ripoff version. I grew up playing Hot Pursuit most Wanted and Rivals. I've played a lot of Criterion's titles, and even I have to admit that Heat, to me, is a much more fun game just because of the customization alone. Maybe there's not as much to do, maybe the races aren't as creative, but the customization, man, that's, that's crazy. The customization is fantastic, and even Rivals technically had a sort of pseudo story. It was okay. It, it was really rather okay. Criterion didn't make bad games, no. But I kind of agree with everyone else that they did stray away from the, to put this more accurately, from the more popular era of Need for Speed games. And they went back to its more arcadey, infusion with burnout style of games. Hot Pursuit 2010, Most Wanted 2012, and Rivals. Just for those who don't know. Now let's get on to the sins of Ghost Games. A lot of the people from Ghost, the Ghost fans are saying... Yeah, but at least we had customization, a proper story. Customization being the most important part. The handling physics weren't stupid. They didn't do the, the crash camera. Better car list, primarily because it wasn't just supercars and hypercars like Hot Pursuit, Most Wanted, and Rivals. Overall, their point just really coming down to this, we're, we've finally gotten back to Need for Speed's most popular routes, or route. And that the, you know, the Criterion games had crap handling they had they lacked any kind of customization which is absolutely true no story again fairly supercar biased carless no progression that's one of them no progression whatsoever as far as going from like a civic to a an aventador no especially most wanted 2012 because you could just drive around the world and get any car you wanted i did that when i first got most wanted I think I, I, I watched a fair few videos on YouTube and I looked up where the Viper location was and I just, I drove my V12 Aston, well, I drove it to the first race because you have to do that first, got in my 911 
and drove. I, I didn't find it immediately, but I, I spent like the next 10, 15 minutes just looking all around the map for a Viper. And as soon as I got it, I never drove anything else for the rest of the game. Nothing. A few, a few times I, you know, jump into a few other cars, but my main car was a Viper. So definitely no progression there. However, Ghost is not absolved of its sins despite all of that because Ghost has a better car list than the Criterion games. Well, yes. And it does have customization that's much better than the Criterion games. Well, definite yes. However, it's not perfect. A lot of the American cars, in especially in 2015 when it came out, there was no customization for those cars whatsoever. It was basically, you were either JDM or you got nothing. Or, or sorry, JDM for customization or you were just going to have a plain Jane Fox body. And that was basically, even though that wasn't so bad. Anything else, like a Challenger, I said Challenger, you know, Plymouth Cuda, Charger. Again, very limited on the, on the American car front, which was unfortunate. And the car list was very, very small. Once again, dominated by JDM vehicles. The car list itself as well, very heavily dominated by JDM cars, which makes sense, but is incredibly annoying. It's, as Failrace once put it when I watched his An Honest Take on Need for Speed, it, it was just Need for Speed at the time. If you're a JDM person, well then the, that's perfect. The game is nearly perfect for you. But if, you, if you're on the US side of car preference, ooh, you're going to have a hard time there. And it's gotten a little bit better with heat. It has. It's still not perfect, though. Then you have the handling physics, which were awful in 2015 until they fixed it. They were pretty bad in payback from what I've been reading. Because I didn't I didn't have either, either of those games. Because 2015 was too bare and glitchy for, for me to decide to get into the series. And payback was just cringe. But I heard a lot of complaints on Twitter and even at the time, a lot of complaints about the handling system. So I'll I'll take their word for it. So even though one part of both sides' arguments that I think is completely and utterly subjective, because some people say, oh, Criterion had much better handling physics, and then you have the ghost people saying, no, we have much better handling physics. And to that end, I think, because the handling physics are definitely preference, definitely a matter of preference. And while I personally believe that heat is better than let's say rivals in most wanted 2012 hopper suit 2010 wasn't bad that game was not was not bad at all still more arcadey than i wish it was you know really easy but that's kind of what they were going for so it makes sense and then you have what they're saying about you know payback payback to some extent heat and 2015 being horribly glit horribly glitchy and, and they're saying the ghost people saying well at least our game is fun okay yes and Criterion did make a few glitchy games. The worst one being the collaborative effort with Ghost in in the form of, of Rivals. However, 2015 was unacceptably glitchy and it took a lot of fixes. It was like Project Cars 1 glitchy. And while I said earlier, I do agree with Black Panther that I'd rather have a slightly glitchy but fun game than a polished but boring game. Slightly glitchy is the key, is the key phrase here. Not Project Cars 1 when it came out glitchy because that game... As far as I know, it was darn near unplayable. Sounds were glitching everywhere, textures were glitching everywhere, cars were glitching everywhere. The whole thing was a mess. And so was 2015. And even 2015, it was automatic only. Apparently, it was online only functionality as well. No offline single player. 2015 had a lot of flaws. The core concept 
was fantastic. It was a good, good way to sort of dip their toes into what they would be doing for the next two games. But on its own, on its own merit, it was incredibly glitchy. It was incredibly flawed. The closest Criterion ever came to pushing out a game like that was Rivals, and they had some help with Ghosts, so maybe Ghosts are to blame for that. Now, Heat, much better, much significantly better there. Not nearly as glitchy, it's only a few glitches here and there. That's where Ghosts' arguments fall apart. Okay, yes, you had customization more so than any of the Criterion titles, which is fantastic. That's definitely a point for you. It wasn't perfect, though. The American cars were lacking. The games were glitchy, really glitchy, 2015 being the worst. Payback was also bad, and then you had microtransactions and payback and crates, and it was all awful when you look at it like that. To conclude this part of, which is basically the entire podcast, to conclude this part of it, neither of the companies are saints here. Criterion ruined Need for Speed's customization by getting rid of it entirely and then basically made a burnout clone. They did they did a good job of it, but it was still a burnout clone. Ghost had an incredibly glitchy first game that hardly had any customization parts for any of the American cars. Story wasn't bad. I actually watched it. Not that cringy, although there are a few cringe parts. Apparently, it was short. It had online-only functionality, so if the servers were offline or if your internet was down, you couldn't play the game. There was no manual mode initially. The physics were bad when they started. Then you had Payback, which had microtransactions, cringy characters, cringy story, better customization, but still kind of lacking. Apparently, the game was sort of short. Now, both games had much better progression than any of the Criterion titles, but that's the only positive thing I'll say So, uh, at this moment. And even Payback was fairly glitchy, if I haven't mentioned that already. Heat, their best effort to date. Still flawed, though, as pretty much any game is, and even the Criterion games were very, very flawed. If you look at Hot Pursuit 2010 or even Most Wanted 2012 to Heat... I think Heat's glitchier, but technically a better game because you have that customization. That's the worst flaw of those two Criterion titles is the lack of customization. And here's, now, so here's the part that really, really, really bugs me. I hadn't seen this at the time I was watching the video, but Black Panther, like a year and a, no, two years ago was saying that you basically have, or it might have been someone in his comment section were saying, the, the devs don't know what to do because you have two sides of the Need for Speed franchise. Uh, as far as the fan base goes, you have the people who want what Ghosts have done so far, and then you have the people who want them to, to go back, or at the time, continue with rival, you know, the rivals, the Most Wanted, and the Hot Pursuit style, Most Wanted 2012 uh, style of games. So they don't know what to make because they have to please, they're trying to please everyone. But you can't when the fan base is so polarized and asking both very vocal, but asking for wildly different things. And I never saw that become more obvious than when I was checking through Black Panther's tweets and went through the comments. You had people saying that Ghost made absolutely crummy games and that they were terrible. And some of their points were fair, certainly. And that, you know, Criterion had the better physics system, blah, 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 and whatever. And then you had Ghost people saying, no, we had the better physics system. Even, if, even though our games are glitchy, we're back to Need for Speed's roots. And it's not Break to Drift Burnout clone. But both people wanted wildly different things. And both were seemingly equally as unwilling to realize neither company had really done had really done Need for Speed justice. Because Criterion got rid of the customization, and even though the story's not really necessary, they got rid of the customization, the progression, and the story. The things that we loved from the Black Box era of Need for Speed, or at the very least the later era, uh, the later era of Black Box games, and Criterion brought that, sorry, and Ghost brought that back, but made really glitchy games, 
the customization really hit or miss. Microtransactions into the franchise, initially a handling system that was awful, even though Criterion can also be, that same sin can also apply to Criterion, and their games weren't nearly as finished as a lot of the earlier Need for Speed titles, Criterion, Black Box, or otherwise. So what we have here is, unlike, unlike how Black Panther is trying to, I don't think he's trying to sway it, but... His belief is that this is a bad situation. This is a really bad situation. And a, few, and a few of his followers do agree. I'm not saying he's wrong. I just personally disagree. But I don't agree with the people from of the Criterion fan base that say, oh, this is a fantastic decision. We're going to go back to, you know, need for speeds that weren't glitchy, buggy messes. Well, the, the, side, the other side of that truth is, okay, yes, but they were also, they lacked progression. They lacked a story, which isn't really that big, but they lacked customization. And outside of supercars, a car list. So if you ask me, this is a very neutral situation here. A really, really neutral situation in where we have one company that screwed up Need for Speed by making it a burnout clone, and then we have another company that screwed up Need for Speed by making it glitchy, hit or miss customization, and progressing handling physics, even though heat is much better. But ultimately, that, that yes, that is what I think. This is a neutral situation. I'm hoping things don't go back to Rivals Most Wanted 2012 and Hot Pursuit because I'm going to miss the customization from heat. Lord knows I've been having a blast with that. But I do want to get a more polished game. And as long as, I guess as long as the development team grows in size so we have more developers, maybe we'll get more features and more updates and... That's what they also people were complaining that Heat botched its updates because we hadn't had one since uh, this month. Well, not that we hadn't had one since this month, but that the updates were slow and that they weren't really meaningful. Because the thing that we got recently was a chat wheel and something else utterly meaningless. And so now we don't know whether or not Heat's going to get more updates. But yeah, so that's what I think about the situation. Both camps, if you get the impression that they're unwilling to admit that their side did screw up the franchise one way or another... Thank God I'm not the only one. But I, I did I did want to do this just to point out that the Criterion fans are not absolutely right. And they're missing quite a bit of information. And the Ghost people, same deal. They're missing quite a bit of information. So ultimately, this is neutral. And another thing to note is that initially, when Ghost was becoming its own thing, a lot of the Criterion people moved over to Ghost. And now it's the same thing. Some of the Ghost people are moving back to Criterion. So this is fairly neutral. I They may go back unfortunately, to the early Criterion games, Hot Pursuit, even though that was really good, Most Wanted and Rivals, a joint uh, collaboration, admittedly. Or things will just continue as normal. Because that's very, very possible when you take into account the Criterion people moved to Ghost, and they, some of those people at least, had to have been involved with Heat. And now they're going back, and some of those people are going back to Criterion. Now, not all of them are. They're, some of the other... People in the dev team are moving around to other places in, the, in EA. So I just don't think that this is a strictly bad decision. It, it certainly does not look good on paper. But when you, weigh, when you lay everything out and look at it for what it is, we just don't know how this is going to turn out. Some of the Criterion people moved to Ghost. Some of the Ghost people who were ex-Criterion people are now going back to Criterion. Not everyone, and maybe the important people that made Need for Speed what it is, might not make it. We, I don't know. And I don't know if it is known, but if it isn't, again, this whole thing, there's just a huge question mark on, uh, question mark on this entire situation. It does not look good on paper. Criterion is going to be in charge of Need for Speed again. But the reality of it is, in my mind, this hopefully will not change 
that much. And with the, the experienced Criterion people and hopefully the bigger dev team being on board and in charge of Need for Speed again, hopefully Need for Speed from here on in will be a lot more polished. I don't think the doom and gloom talk is is necessary so far. It's we, there's there's just no sufficient evidence that this is going to be tragic. There's not a very good precedent if you look at it from the Criterion side of things, but some of those Criterion people were in Ghost. Now some of those people are going back to uh, Criterion. It, whatever negatives and positives there would have been about this whole thing just kind of level themselves out, and this just becomes a big meh as far as positive or a positive situation or negative situation. But what do you think? Is Criterion gaining, regaining ownership of Need for Speed a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Or are you like me and think that this is a neutral thing and we don't know enough yet to really draw a conclusion? Tell me in the comments below, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you are. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time we upload. If you're on Podbean, give this podcast a follow. Maybe like the episode. If you want to listen on the road while we're on Spotify, so if you don't have or don't want the Podbean mobile app, you can just get on Spotify and listen right there. I hope you all enjoyed. I will see you all next time.